Hello, and welcome to the podcast version of Success in the Evening with Coach Ricky Terry. Success in the Evening is recorded live every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on nlgradio.com. That's nlgradio.com. You have an invitation to come in and visit with me and one of my childhood friends, Mr. Cedric Nash, principal in the Georgia school system. We had a great conversation, and this is great information for leaders, for students, for anyone that's looking to take their success to the next level. At the end of this, please stick around. I want to know what you think. You can leave me a recorded audio message. And if your message is sincere, we'll play it live on the air. In the meantime, enjoy today's broadcast. Yes, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. How you doing, my brother? Yeah, it's been a long day, but I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> you only working with children. I mean, it ain't like you with the corporate America children. You, you with the high school kids, man. Be happy. I'm with the high school kids and those adults who are supposed to be teaching them. Uh, see, <laughs> see, you and Darren, I was going to introduce you to the flight crew, but I just... It just Wait, that sounds, sounds, I sound like a story I want to hear. No. no I want to hear it. No. First of all, I got to tell you, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the show, but Darian uh, DePaul, okay, who... who, who uh, I'm the responsible one. Say what? <laughs> you two can't be in the same room because he's having one of them days. He ain't, he he hasn't taken his meds yet. What you talking about, <laughs> So before we get into this, man, first of all, I, I want to thank you, and we're going to do it properly. But I also want to introduce you to the people in the room. And and um, since you and I were high school friends, uh, as a matter of fact, we started off in middle school as friends up in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, yes, and, we did. And when I put the call out that I needed a principal, you answered the call. And I, I can't thank you enough. As you always have done, you've answered the call. So let me introduce you, and then we'll get started. Um, you've already talked to my son, who gave you an earful, Joshua J.T. Terry, the super producer. Joshua, I want you to say hello to somebody that's going to tell you nothing about my childhood stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, all y'all, for you, don't even bring up those questions. That's not why he's on the air. Joshua, say hello to uh, Principal Nash. How you doing, Mr. Nash? I am doing well. I'm doing very well. And uh, then we got uh, the wonderful and talented Monique Malabat. She is the mogul for this team, and she is not the flight attendant, regardless of what Darian said. Why are y'all short-selling short flight attendants? I mean, Stu, I don't even know what they're called anymore, because, you know, everybody's got a new name. What do they call, Mo? You spend more time on the plane than anybody else in the world. What are they called? Um, I don't, honestly, I don't know. Oh, so you're ignoring them. I don't know. Oh, in them. first class, well, I was going to say, don't they come to first class? They have butlers in first class. <laughs> <laughs> they have butlers. But anyway, Cedric, I want you to meet the wonderful Monique Malabat. We call her Momo. Uh, she is absolutely fantastic. Monique, I want you to meet a really good friend of mine, Mr. Cedric Nash. Hi, Mr. Good Cedric afternoon. Nash. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for joining us today. 
Thank you for asking. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure. And also in the room, Cedric, uh, you'll get a kick out of this. We're gonna skip right over Darian. We done gave him way too much. <laughs> we done gave him way too much mic. Time. You can't hide my light. But, but, but oh, no, I can't. But I'm gonna go ahead and call him on. Uh, said he's like you. We go back nearly 20 years prior to Joshua being born. Uh, Air Force guy, and when I tell you, uh, a, a really good man, a really good man, and when I put the call out that I was doing this, he jumped straight on it. It is Darian DePaul. Darian, meet Mr. Uh, Nash. That's it. That's, 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 that, that was it. That's it. That was it right there. Uh, Be happy, man. He has his hat on today. Yes. Ice cold. Ice cold. And, See? And then... Got to recognize. I got to tell you, you, you you'll appreciate it, appreciate this being a former United States Army chaplain's assistant. I got my pastor with me who's been in my life. I think we're approaching, got to be approaching 25, close to 30 years now. And wow. I've had the privilege of being his armor bearer from the day I met him. A job I would gladly give my life for. Him and my wife, I would gladly give my life for. This man has meant so much to me and he's going to be on a little later in the show but i wanted you to say hello to my pastor pastor james bush cool, uh, hey there principal how are you sir how are you doing well good to hear from you thank you all right and cedric i tell you um with with, with having you guys on this is one of the most exciting days uh, since I've started this radio venture, and, and I really appreciate it. And what we asked you to talk about getting into this, so ain't no need of wasting time. School is starting up around the country. Some have already started. Some are in the process. And what I was hoping you would do um, is share a little bit about um, what you're about. Won't you tell us your background first, uh, as much as you feel comfortable with and, and what you're currently doing? Uh, what you've done, we know you're from Asheville, North Carolina, yes. mountain boy yes. like me. So why don't you yes. tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into uh, how to make sure this is a successful year with the academic achievements and success that we are already claiming, not only for our kids, but for our, our, our college adults, our working uh, people. We're going to put everybody right. under the umbrella, okay? Right. Go ahead, Seth. Well, well, I, I, I did. I grew up in Asheville. Um, once my mom and dad um, split up and divorced, I moved into public housing. Uh, but my mom and dad had already instilled in me that I had to go to college. Um, my mother served in the Women's Army Corps back in the 50s. Uh, so my mom was what the equivalent today of a medic was when she was in the military. And as school progressed, uh, by my junior year, my mother told me I had a choice. I could either go into the Army. She did not give me a choice of any other branch. <laughs> she told me I could go in the Army or I could go to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the same, that's the same my, choice I, I got. I told my mother, with my grades, I think I will choose college. You can, you, you did the Army thing. I'm not doing that. And so I went, I went to college. I uh, went to a junior college for my first two years of school in Brevard, North Carolina. I graduated with an associate's degree in liberal arts. I transferred from 
Brevard because it was a two-year school and transferred to High Point University where I received a degree in religion and Christian education. And during that time, my oldest son, who turned 35 last week, was born, and I decided that it was time for me to be a dad. I had been accepted at Princeton, I had been accepted at Duke, I had been accepted at Emory, and decided, no, it's time for me to be a dad. And came out, I worked, um, was not happy with what I was doing, and for some reason, some drill sergeant who I've <laughs> known since middle school saw me, we got to talking, and he talked me into going into the Army. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> and, and it was one of the best decisions of my life. I refuse to believe I, that as an Air Force I person. Spent, I spent 10 years in the, uh, in the Army. I did eight years of active duty and two years of um, National Guard. I, I enjoyed what I did. But there was, there was a day that came when I came down on orders to go to Korea, and I had been at Fort Hood for eight years, and I asked if I could get a command sponsorship and take my sons to Korea with me because I was a single dad. And I was told no. And I went as far as my uh, Department of the Army rep asked if, if it was possible for me to get a command sponsorship. They told me no, that I was going to Korea. I was coming back from Korea to Fort Lewis, Washington, and I told them uh, I do read, uh, I do study, and I know that there is um, a statement that I can sign saying that I will not uh, ask to come back. And For hardship I'm, reasons, correct? I, 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 am, I am leaving because I have no one else to take care of my sons. Um, and I'm going to go start teaching. And I got called into my sergeant major's office, and my sergeant major chewed me up one side and down the other and, and told me that was what was wrong with the Army today, that the good soldiers were leaving. And I asked him if I may speak, and he told me yes. I said, uh, aren't you getting out? Aren't you retiring, sergeant major? And he told me yes. And I told him, well, sergeant major, you're going to retire and go to college. I already have two degrees, and I'm going to go sharpen my two degrees, and I'm going to start teaching children. And he stopped right there, stood up, shook my hand, and told me, go make a good teacher. And, and you did. I, and, and I want to, if I can cut in on you, yeah, I want to tell people, uh, from, the time, from the time I can remember, like I said, which, which was around the sixth grade, all the way through yes. up to now, you have been striving to create a pathway, not only for yourself, but for others. I watched you do this wow. time and time again. I watched you create a pathway um, that, that you went through, but then you always came back home and brought more people with you. Before we get to that part, though, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping you will share with us you know, three to five things that uh, we can take with us in, in the remaining of this year to help us 
uh, academically achieve right. the success we want. You want to share, you know, what's the first thing you would share with us? Well, the first thing I, I tell students uh, is this, is you need to listen, but you need to ask questions. Mm. Uh, you, ha you have to, you cannot listen while your mouth is moving. Wow. You cannot, listen while, you cannot listen while your mouth is moving. So be quiet and listen, but ask questions. Because, yes, you're going to make mistakes, but grow from those mistakes. But I tell them to, to listen and ask questions. Uh, these, teachers, these teachers that I work with and have worked with, including myself, uh, I don't know everything. Um, what? Make your teachers make your teachers work. Make them work. That's what that's what they get paid for. And, and and you can do that again if you don't understand something. Now, guys, it's important right now that you you are taking notes. Don't let this get past you. It could be the thing that helped you get the grade you need, um, get the promotion you need, get the job interview you need. Um, and I can't tell you, Cedric, how many times adults I sat down with and yes. interviewed hundreds probably thousands by now and none of them ever had any questions at the end of the interview and guys that is absolutely the wrong thing to do that means you didn't study and so that was one what else you got we're gonna go to a break after this next one so what's the next one you got said my next one is a four-letter word plan oh you have to plan um, you, you, you may dream, you may dream big, but you have to turn that dream into a plan and work the plan. I, I like it. Is there, in terms of high school, because that's, that's the grade you're, you're, you're kind of overseeing now, right? 10 through 12. Yes. In, in, yes, I'm, I'm actually the, I'm actually the administrator over the seniors this year. And I have known them since they were ninth grade students. And from day one, when they walked on this campus, I told them by senior year, I'm going to ask you what the plan is. You should have been working on the plan from the first day that you stepped on this campus. If your plan is to go to college, if your plan is to go into the military, if your plan is to walk off this campus on graduation day, the next day, and go have a job, or go start a family, what's the plan? So number one, give it to them again. Number one is listen, but ask questions. Listen, but ask questions. Number two? Yes. Plan. And there's an old saying, Frederick, uh, Frederick I'm sorry, Cedric, <laughs> that says, show me a plan, uh, show me a person, without a plan and I'll show you a person that has a plan to fail and I like yes. the way you walk that it does not matter if you're going to college if you're going to uh, go somewhere else and become something else or if you're going to stay at home and go immediately into a job there right. ought to be a plan associated with that is that correct? That is absolutely correct. So that's two. Give me one more before we go to break Do not waste time the oh, clock man. is constantly ticking and my students know that I have a quote that's on my board in my office it says waste your time not mine you better say that again um, and, and I gotta stop how important is that one right there to, to me or to your panel 
Uh, let's go with the panel. Let's go to everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> let's give it to everybody. So how important is that to everyone, regardless of where you are? With, with, with me, you, you, you don't have time to do that. If you're, if you're going to go back to number two and plan and work your plan, you don't have time to waste time. Well, you don't get any more. You, you don't. You don't. You, I, I can't go back and fix what I broke in 1981. I, I can't do that. I can use my time wisely and do what I need to do to move forward. Okay. Um, so do, do not, do not waste time one of the one of the things that the kids love to hear me say is the sun rises the sun sets it's a new day the sun rises the sun sets it's a new day guys you're listening to success in the evening with coach ricky terry i got my good friend childhood friend on the line he's given us five tips to have a successful academic year and if you're missing these if you're if the people who these matter to aren't listening i need you to get it to them and if you want to be a part of the conversation today you can give us a call at 202-299-6673 we'll be right back you're listening to success in the evening with coach ricky terry president of one do north llc your professional mentoring company. Man, I am glad to be in your presence today. I hope you're having a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious good time. I have my good friend and principal. Yes, right, a principal. And he's telling us what we need to do to have an academically successful year. Cedric, you still with me? I'm still here. All right, Ced, we left off at number three. You got number four queued up for me? Yes, and and this is a this is a combination. It's uh, learn the meaning of discipline and take responsibility for yourself. Man, what you talking about? What you talking about? Come on, man. People still do that. Cedric, you trying to you trying to get a bunch of high schoolers to do that? <laughs> no, see, oh. you on high schoolers. I'm still talking about adults. <laughs> Go ahead and say. Well, I'm talking about his I audience. Have, I have students who know that discipline is what you have, punishment is what you get. Wow. Say it again, man. Discipline is what you have, punishment is what you get. And I would tell anybody, one of the greatest teachers is pain. Mm -hmm. You yes. one of the greatest teachers. Yes, exactly. If you don't have discipline and, and, and you now gotta receive what Cedric? You go get the pain. You get everything that comes with the pain. So that that's number four. And 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 with with that discipline comes the responsibility for yourself. Wow. So that that those are those are both part of number four. Okay. Uh, you have to be responsible for you. Don't walk into my office telling me what someone else did. Well, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that that might take us down a road. I I'm not sure we got enough time <laughs> to go down. Is that more for the parents or the student? Both. Explain how that applies to the parent. You took a sigh. I, I, Don't I, sigh. I, Don't I, sigh. I, I think that I think that teaching 
children responsibility. I am still charged with that, even though I'm not mom or dad at home. Because what I have told students is that you learn to take responsibility for your actions here. When you walk away from me one, one night in May, you will know how to take responsibility for yourself. Well, I'm telling you. And you will be disciplined. And you will be disciplined. And, and I know you believe in it to the point that you're not going to let anybody cross a stage that's not ready, regardless of what anybody else says. Okay. Oh, no. And give me no, number no. five, my brother. Number five is another four-letter word, which I know a lot of children do not do. Read. Ooh. Read. Why do you limit it to children? Do You do know adults aren't reading anymore as well, well right? I, because I work with children. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and me, I, and me too. My, my, my charge is to my charge is to shape them. Um, my charge is to help with the, with the community as a whole, being the teachers, the, the students, the parents, uh, the rest of the, um, uh, the body. But I'm, I'm definitely charged with helping the children. Okay, and I'm all so. Go ahead. So read, read, read means a lot to me. I know that I'm still, I'm still one who loves to turn pages in a book. I gotta agree um, with you. I've, I've read, I've read three in the last month. Wow. But when I say read, I don't just mean read a book, read fiction. I mean read what's going on in the world. Keep know, what, know what's going on and um, whether you're reading it from a uh, newspaper, you're reading it from um, some news source, you need to read. Well, yeah, I, I just wanted to cut in real quick <clears throat> and say two things. First, to uh, the super producer, as you are on your way to college, when well, I'm going to let you know something, when you get to, when you get to school, it's no longer read chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. It's read exactly. this book by Dr. So-and-so, read this book by so-and-so-and-so, and, -so, and read this one, and have them all three of these books read by Friday. That's yes. the way they go down once you get to school. The second item is I've got a really, really good friend who is a mechanic. He works on cars. In his home, his library of books on cars is bigger than any library, home library, I've seen in professors' homes and in, yeah. in some colleges. Whether you are whether you are in a whether you are in a profession that is academic or whether you are in a profession that is um, is hands-on, you still have to read because everything now is is moving into uh, a situation where it is more technical, it is more advanced. It's not just turning the screws. Sometimes you need to know how much you need to turn the screws. Sometimes exactly. you need to know what screw you need to what turn. What torque to Some, put on yeah, that screw. Sometimes you need to know what tool to, to use in order to turn what screw. And all of that information about, is written down. How about this? 
how about you read because as as a little boy in Asheville, North Carolina, the only exciting thing to do was play basketball and go to the library. For me, the library was my great escape because we were poor. I mean, I make no bones about this. I don't use it as a badge of honor. I tell the truth. We were poor. The library right. afforded me an opportunity to travel to, to Texas. And I, I read my first book that that introduced me to Texas was from a congresswoman, Barbara Jordan. It was the first book that opened my eyes. And after that, it was Angela Davis, and I got to visit California. And then I remember going to Europe and, and, and reading about uh, Winston Churchill. And, and, and so when you open a book, even as, uh, as I talk and Cedric's talking to kids, I'm telling adults, if you haven't been someplace, read about it. Let See if it sparks a fire in you. The books I read tend to spark a fire in me towards right. my professional success. And like you said, books on cars, mm. for me, it's leadership, it's, it's mental thinking, it's overcoming. And one of the greatest books you'll ever read just for yourself will be your Bible. You want to travel somewhere? Go in your Bible. Guys, I want to tell you, this has been one of the joys of my life, to have a childhood friend who has made it. He is an assistant principal in the Georgia school system. He cares about our kids. And, and I know for a fact, before we get off of this thing, Cedric, I know for a fact that you are looking to be a principal. If you're in a school district and you're looking for a principal, someone who pulled themselves up the way we used to sit in the old days by, the, by their bootstraps, he didn't give up because his family broke up. He didn't give up because, you know, he had he couldn't go to the big colleges initially. He kept pushing on. And remember what I've always said. Don't give up. Don't give in and don't give out. You don't have that much farther to do, to go. And what I love about Cedric was he just made up his mind, no matter what, I'm going to stick to the plan. His plan was to help people, help children, and you've done that. Cedric, I want to thank you for being a part of the show today, and I want to extend an invitation to you so we can really get into it so the parents can get some answers on how they might be able to help their child through the system, because oftentimes it's not the teachers as much as it is the system. You think you could cut some time away for me to come on my FaceTime Live and we do, uh, we chop it up a little bit about how to help the parents make sure their kids get through the system? Tell me, tell me when. Just Man, tell me when. I will always love you. And by the way, thank you for letting me coach you. That day I told you to go in the Army, I meant it then and I mean it now. Uh, the <laughs> Army, uh, I'm never going to say anything bad about the Army. Now, the Air Force, the Navy, the no, Marines, the Coast no, Guard. I, not I mean, at all. Bro, not bro, at all. Look, if, if the Air I, Force ain't there, they call, the, they, they call it the Bay of Pigs, bro. You know what? That's, that was that, wrong. That was the day. That, that was, was the day wrong. the Air Force wasn't there. That was wrong. I'm just anyway. letting you know, Cedric. You want to say well, anything did, going I out, did, bro? I did. Want, I did want to say this because um, uh, my mother did this. The reason why I am the way I am. My mother named me Cedric Austin Nash. My initials are Can. I don't say the word Can. Mm. And I like it. And you never have, guys. You're listening to Success in the Evening, and I made you a promise back in April that everyone that graced these airways for as long as God gave it to me, they were going to bring you something that you could use. Well, you got a little bit of it today, and we got some more coming for you. So don't you go anywhere. This is Success in the Evening, and if you want to be a part of the conversation, dial 202-299-6673.